This is a Baby Brunch podcast. This podcast is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. FedHealth's FlexiFed 2 and 3 options offer superb maternity and childhood benefits, including its free FedHealth baby program to see members through their pregnancy and parenting journeys. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility and control, and that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. FedHealth. We let you be you. In this Baby Brunch podcast, we would like to give a shout out to all moms, single moms, those who are struggling with their finances, those who had a baby and, you know, in the olden days, they used to call them accidents and now we call them little miracles. Every person who has had a baby and thought, wow, I can't afford this. A big thank you to our support. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Nourish and hydrate your little one's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior, a range of gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers that can be used as a soap substitute. New Epimax Baby Bum Barrier Cream protects, conditions and restores sensitive skin. Now today we have an opportunity to chat to Alka Brunk. Alka, people in my circles rave about you about the fact that you are the youngest CFP in South Africa and that you're currently 28 years old, that you specialize as a wealth advisor and you want to help people understand the family aspect of money. And I guess the one word which we thrive on, which is the word wealth. And so everyone that wants to build wealth today, I think this is your opportunity to listen out, especially to our parents and especially to our parents-to-be and our moms-to-be. Thank you for having me, Alana. I really appreciate it. Your story is really interesting. How did you become a financial planner and you are only 28? You were 22 when you qualified? Yes, so when I qualified as a CFP. So I think the route was quite easy because my whole family is in the industry. So I really grew up in a home where both my parents are practicing as um, wealth advisors and my brother as well. So, yeah, I think I always loved the industry and it's all I knew. And yeah, it ended up being so much better than you even expected when you studied because you you get to work with people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get to work with people too. And what I really like about people is that they're also different and their needs are different. And I always see a challenge as an opportunity. And so when we were contacted by a few people around money for Baby Brunch, I was like, cool, this is support too. And that's why we are here today. When is the right time to start saving for a family? I think the most important thing when it comes to wealth planning is that you need to to remember your biggest benefit is time. So the sooner you can start, the better. So in terms of firstly, just being a family before you have children, I would definitely advise starting as soon as you earn your first income. And also having a sit down together as partners about your finances before there are even children involved, because I think it's one of the most important topics to take into account. And regarding to the moment children become involved, I would say even before the child is born, the moment you are planning to have a baby, you need to start planning for this. And in reality, today's time, in in most cases, both partners are working. So many babies end up going to school from four months age. And you need to plan for all these additional expenses that's going to be lining up as soon as you are planning to have a family. Now, you've given us an idea of when the right time would be. And it's almost before you start any event, whether your event is the marriage or you are in the marriage or even when the event is a little baby. But now what if you have had the baby? Is it too late? Mm -hmm. 
Definitely not. <laughs> so <laughs> I think any time is a good time to start. I think um, it's important to define a few goals and a few lifetime aspects that will be, be lying ahead. Um, firstly, thinking of first kindergarten, then primary school, high school, and never mind university, going to that. So I think really planning in different phases for all the, the life events that will be coming. And it's going to take a lot of pressure off your family um, set up if you really know you are planning for the different things. I think um, children are expensive, <laughs> but they are also wonderful. But just having the right goal marks and, and doing it from day one, um, really planning from day one for university and high school and the maybe five different sports your child is going to want to do. And of course, emergency expenses. That's always something we need to plan for. So I would say as soon as it's as it's affordable to start something firstly in your own name, possibly for the child, and you can also start something in the child's name from day one. Um, I usually advise something like a tax-free investment in this case, where you can start an investment for your child and the, the child can either use it after school for university, um, buying a first car, or even in an earlier life stage, should it just be high school? And I think that's that's also a valuable um, gift you can give your child. Immediately, I see trust fund babies. Yes. I didn't have anyone buy me my first car. <laughs> Rich kids. You know, it's almost like we are preparing and letting them have this beautiful soft landing. But it is reassuring knowing that our kids will probably not work as hard as we are working on certain things. For instance, yeah. when I grew up, I didn't have as much toys as my little ones have currently. But when it comes to uh, planning for our finances, my parents were quite uh, good at giving advice, not necessarily mm -hmm. the money. But I remember my dad used to say to me, you cannot buy anything that you don't have the money for. And I would go, yeah. what does that even mean? You know, yeah. he was talking about credit. He was talking yeah. about credit. And today, I mean, we're lucky enough that the things that we have got that, that we need to pay off are big items like a house, you know, or yeah. a car, but not credit cards or uh, what do you call those other things? Uh, clothing accounts, et cetera. Yeah. Which but it's such a good lesson. It is. It yeah. is a good lesson. So, no, I'm mm. very grateful. Dad's my best friend. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I want to get to this. I mean, Give us yeah. a quick setup, family budget. How do we put one together? I think that's one of the most important things. And it's also quite a difficult thing, I think, to actually go sit together as a couple and decide, okay, what are we spending on what? And um, also taking into account the different earnings that, that each party brings to the table. I think when it comes to saving, the first thing that's the most important is you have to have a mindset change about it that, Saving is just as important as having a house or transport or anything that comes with it. So that needs to be put into your budget initially. It's not something you just do with the funds that are left over. Right. So I would really say go sit down. Of course, mention all the large things like a house and a car and school fees and whatever the expenses will be. But the important thing that many people leave out are the finer things in life, like you maybe buy a coffee now and then and you like going out for dinner twice a week. Um, maybe it's just a quick chocolate for the kids after school or whatever it may be. But to really go sit and maybe work through even three or four months bank statements and go see what do you really spend money on and to plan according to that and to really work your savings into that and make a commitment to save as well. 
Would you say it benefits us having a financial planner or is this something that we can do by ourselves? Uh, the minutes, uh, you know, we sit down and we see that we have to do something ourselves. It can be overwhelming. And sometimes we don't know what we're spending on. In fact, I interviewed an economist recently and he said, we let go of our money so quickly. You know, we hear of someone that's got this quick investment and in how to get rich scheme, and we are so ready to sign up and be part of it. But when we go shopping for a microwave or even a washing machine, we will first read the specs of what this washing machine can do and what this microwave can do before we even spend the money for the microwave and, and whatever it is that we want to buy. But it seems like we part with our money very quickly. Would you say that we need a financial advisor or a planner? Or is this something that we can just read up online about? Can we trust online? <laughs> I would definitely advise um, for a few different reasons to, to have an advisor in your family, if I can call it that, because it really is a family thing. I think the ideal thing is to work where the advisor would be part of all the planning, both partners, children, maybe grandchildren even, that they really work with everything. And I think the first reason is that I think it takes a lot of the difficult conversations out of your relationship where the advisor becomes the independent party and I can ask the questions that's maybe not so easy for you to discuss with your partner because in reality, it is one of the most difficult conversations in any marriage. It's one of the, the highest reasons why people get divorced is finances. And I think that makes it a bit softer on the, on the marriage itself and the family. So Taking it independent, and of course, the objective um, perspective of an advisor would, would make it a bit easier to define the goals you have. And that, I believe, is a great asset. Um, and together with that, of course, also the, the professional focus of it, where um, an advisor can actually manage your portfolio in the correct way for your personal situation, which investment products you need to have in place, um, how should it be invested, how much should you be invested should you be investing on a monthly basis and the different timelines maybe of your children as well maybe you have children in high school at the moment or maybe they were just born and your timeline is much longer so I would definitely advise that and I think it takes a lot of pressure off of you don't have to make these decisions and calculations and someone else can can advise you what to do. Take me through this I mean first of all I think the mediation uh, aspect is really important uh, we had a podcast around uh, falling pregnant. We called it I'm pregnant, now what? And even mm -hmm. our gynecologist said that when it comes to family planning, sometimes she, leave the questions up to the expert because it it keeps mm -hmm. the relationship sane. You know, so yeah. it's, and it's interesting that you say that money, money is the thing that breaks people up, right? Um, unfortunately, right at the yeah. unfortunately, yes. Uh, right at the beginning of our marriage, I remember sitting with one of my mentors and his advice was also that there's two things that's really important, how people work with money and how people deal with alcohol. And I was yeah. like, whoa, okay. Those are two things that can bring you much joy, but also that can be really dangerous, right? Yeah, exactly. What takes a priority? Things like investment into medical and life insurance uh, in case of a disability or the savings aspect. If you're going to choose what to save on or how to get rich, you know, you also have to account for the unfortunate. Mm. You say that the one is more important than the other, or do you spend a little bit on each one? That's a very important question. And I think um, the answer is definitely on both. 
for for different reasons. But I think the first thing that's that's extremely important, firstly, in a partnership, and even so much more when there are kids involved, is to protect your family. And that you do in a in a few different ways. I think the first thing is having medical aid, of course, or a type of medical insurance to at least ensure that you will be fine should something happen medically. But also one of the biggest assets we have in life and that you have a responsibility in the family for is, of course, your ability to earn an income. So should anything happen that you can't work anymore, that income needs to be replaced for your family. Even so much more where there's only perhaps one partner who is working. Um, so there's a few different components that need to be structured, whether one is life cover, of course. And there's different answers in terms of how much life cover you need. But if you if something should happen to you, of course, your family needs to be taken care of. Um, severe illness cover, should you fall ill? And of course, a type of income protection, should it be illness or disability, but you can't work anymore, how do you replace your income for your family and school fees still need to be paid, all house expenses still need to be paid, etc. So that's definitely very important. And I think it's a very important discussion to know what does your partner have in place and what do you have in place in terms of what we call risk cover. And together with that, the investment component is just as important because that's, of course, what you will, well, eventually retire with, but also on a shorter term basis, what you will live off. You need to be able to just plan your, firstly, your normal budget. How do you pay for everything? And together with that, should it now be additional things like either children expenses or a holiday um, and an emergency fund? Should something like 2020 happen again and it has a massive financial impact on everyone, do you have an emergency fund saved up? So really having the financial aspect in place as well. And I also just want to touch on the retirement aspect. I think that's a very important conversation for partners as well to know, is your partner making provision for retirement and are you making enough provision? Because it's not really possible for one person to really make enough provision for both people in, in many cases. So to really know who has what in place. Now, that's, that's really amazing advice. But so far, you've protected everything from <laughs> your savings account to retiring and possibly losing a life, God forbid. But yeah. when do we get rich, you know? <laughs> What about our investment strategy? And so that's the next question. Should we have an investment strategy? And I also want to say this, while this sounds overwhelming, I have really good friends who are uh, strategists and who plans people's finances. And mm. in a whole, and I guess in a podcast as a whole, and, and I guess in a podcast like this, uh, it's it might sound quite overwhelming. But the yeah. reassurance is, I think what Alka said earlier, is that you go and see an expert. And that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to encourage you to go and see someone so that your family has got the best options available. Because once, once they look at how much money you actually have or could have, and they divide it into all those things that she's just mentioned, there will be enough for the inve uh, investment mm. uh, part as well, because we will see how much we can uh, get along with. All right. Okay. So strategy, investment, investment strategy. Uh, they say uh, yeah. wisdom and wealth. I want both. How do I get rich? Okay. I think that um, is very important, the strategy. And I think having the right strategy, especially from day one, will actually make the, the whole journey much easier. And it's also going to take a lot of pressure off with time that you don't have to play catch up later in your life. 
Um, but it also avoids many mistakes. And I think if you can invest in the right way from day one, you don't actually have to do much and it's going to be fine. So that's really how I want to put people at ease. It's just about, like you said, talking to someone. And where I also would want to put them at ease is that, of course, your solution is for your specific situation. So it will be aligned with what you need and what you can afford. But your strategy is one of those things where if you align your goals from day one, and you would always have a few different things in your portfolio. But firstly, optimizing your tax benefits. Our country offers a few really good benefits in terms of retirement planning that you actually have a very good tax benefit on an annual basis as well, where you can actually get money back from SARS. So many people are not optimizing this, but it's actually a very good way to, to even get money, more money back. And um, together with that, also, like I mentioned earlier, just to benefit with time. So even if you just start saving on a very, very small basis, but you are invested in the in the right asset classes, um, you actually very much benefit from compound interest over time. So being in equity exposure and having some offshore exposure in your portfolio, I think a lot of people just wait too long and you don't really benefit from what we call growth assets, where even if you're just saving your 500 rands a month and you just have 20 years to do so or 30 years to do so, it's a very different story than maybe just leaving it in the bank and you're not earning in return at all. So definitely having a strategy for different goals where one could be retirement, one could be just for the children, um, one could be for you and your partner and your different goals you might have. And there, I would definitely say um, I would advise speaking to a professional. I think the investment industry is a is a really fascinating industry and many people understand it and you can possibly manage your own portfolio. But do you really have the time to focus on it if your main job is actually something else? Mm-hmm. And now you also want to manage this investment portfolio. You're not watching the news or looking what's happening in the markets while you're feeding your children and doing your day job. So I think to outsource that just takes the the focus of your own life. Some quick fire to get us all started in investing and making sure (laughs) that our family is protected because that is what money fortunately and unfortunately sometimes has to do. Okay, so uh, if it's too good to be true, is it really too good to be true? I see an opportunity online or my friends presents an investment opportunity to me. Uh, What do I do? I would definitely verify it. I think... (laughs) um, (laughs) the investment world becomes very overwhelming. And that I would definitely say, I wrote an article in the week called financial fatigue. I think that's definitely a new thing because you're seeing everything from Bitcoin to gold to should you be in equities. And I think everyone must be so confused after this past year and what you're reading. So I think it's definitely important to at least get a professional opinion on it, even if you end up doing it yourself. Um, But to really understand what you are investing in and is it something that's regulated? Um, Do you understand the type of product and the risks that go with it or the benefits that go with it? But yeah, I think there are very good opportunities and and many things that people can manage themselves, but I would definitely speak to someone to just get a a bit of a due diligence on it. (laughs) What age should we start giving our children pocket money? And do they even need the pocket money? Interesting one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think that's a very... um, a very personal choice, but I think it's a, a wonderful way how you can teach your children from a young age how to work with money and the value of money, even if it's on a very small scale, but that they understand it's not just something that 
is endless and it comes from somewhere and you work for it. So I think as soon as children can understand, which I can't speak for myself because I don't have my own child yet, but I can speak for, for many other people. And I would say maybe the age of five or six where they really understand mainly what it's about. And starting to implement something in your home where they have to maybe do a few chores or few cleaning up their own room at least and they get rewarded at 10 rand or something and having rand. even a maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's an example I don't know no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm having a, a savings piggy and and really learning that you mm. need to to work for it um it's not just something that's endless and and I think also um one of my clients actually have a wonderful strategy with their children and they're still quite small where they also learn the, the benefits of of different savings piggies, how you need to give your tenth and how you save for yourself. So what you want to buy for yourself. And I think the whole experiment that has been done with children on the marshmallow experiment, if I can refer to that, that we need to teach them to not just go for the instant gratification. If you get pocket money today and not to necessarily go buy something immediately, but if you maybe wait a month or two or six months, you can buy a much bigger toy or something much bigger. So to also teach them the value of that. And, and I think you can even bring the value in of maybe friends and birthdays and you have to give presents that you need to plan for these things. And if you're not planning for it, maybe we can't go to every single birthday party because it's a financial plan or so. Mm. So, you know, I think even buying a cute piggy or something that can really just teach them to, um, this is something you need to to learn how to do. And I think in terms of how much, um, I think depends what you want your children to do with it. Do you just want them to buy a CT or is it that they will get more responsibilities? Maybe they're a bit older already and they need to start, I don't know, paying some of their own expenses. Mm. But there, I think it's a very valuable lesson teaching them that from day one, um, how money works. Yeah. What if my partner is a big spender and all I want to do is save? How do I convince <laughs> him or her to just calm down when it gets to money? We had this plan. We sorted it out. We listened to this podcast with Alka. She was amazing. <laughs> and there we go. And he already breaks the rules. This is almost psychology. I don't know, Alka, if you can it answer this question. <laughs> um, I think there I would go back to one of the points I made. But I do think in terms of partnerships and and we work with many families and partners. And I, I know in many cases, it's either a case that people don't discuss finances at all, mm. um, which is actually quite sad, but it is a reality that many people have no idea what's happening in their partner's finances. Or on the other side, that it's a very open discussion and it's very comfortable. But there I would definitely advise again, if it's at all not an easy conversation for you, to definitely advise getting a, a wealth advisor involved as that person would take all the, the difficulty away. So just putting it clear, what are the goals? What are the realities? What can you save? What can you spend? And, and basically putting that into clear lines and taking it out of the relationship. Alka Brink, thank you so much for your time today. You can find Alka on PSG, also on R21 and MoneyWeb. If you want to follow her on social media, she's Alka Brink. Alka Brink. Thank you for ensuring financial freedom to our families. Thank you for today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was great to talk to you. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior.
Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores. This podcast is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. FedHealth's FlexiFed 2 and 3 options offer superb maternity and childhood benefits, including its free FedHealth baby program to see members through their pregnancy and parenting journeys. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility and control, and that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. FedHealth. We let you be you.